no, it didn't work for you. Okay. It was funny. It was funny. I was, wow, you pulled that one out it, late in the afternoon, too. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> You're listening to the Help Me With HIPAA podcast, where HIPAA and humor collide to make learning fun. Your delightful hosts are Donna Grindle and David Sims. Relax. HIPAA help is on the way. Welcome to the Help Me With HIPAA podcast. My name is David Sims of HIPAA for MSPs and Security First IT. And joining me, as always, the scary Donna Grindle. <laughs> <laughs> scary? Hey. <laughs> they don't have to deal with you like I do. Well. <laughs> and plus, they've never seen you in the morning like I have. <laughs> right back at you, buddy. Right back at you. You're right. <laughs> I tell you what, the, the pre-coffee look is horrible. Yeah. Yeah, this is a mainframe. It has to be booted. <laughs> uh, it, it, it needs its time and energy. Yeah. Yep. So this is our third annual horror stories episode. Well, we got to do something for Halloween. <laughs> it is a bit of a challenge, though. And I think uh, I tried to come up with like HIPAA themed costumes and stories, but nah, that didn't work out. So. I came up with a new plan. And, and you were we'll so helpful as always. Look, I provide tons of moral support. Good job, Donna. Good job. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. But, there you go. So today we have five famous horror movie quotes that we're going to tie back to some sort of story. It's like, a, you know, horror movie for the real world. Yeah. It's, it's stuff that matters to us. <laughs> Matters to the listeners as well, or they wouldn't be here. <laughs> but before we dive into that, I want to thank everybody who came to the HIPAA boot camp. We had a great time. <laughs> well, this is re- <laughs> this is released on the the day that we're we're finishing up the, the it'll be the second day of the boot camp. That's what I'm saying. And They'll be listening to this on their way home. We had a great time. <laughs> we had a great time. Okay. <laughs> Even though it hasn't got here yet, <laughs> as we're recording, we had a blast. <laughs> yes, we know we did. We always did. <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, but, but we uh, did. We did shut down registration, and that has created requests for us to give dates for our next HIPAA boot camp, and we are evaluating some options and. We will be discussing them when we're in person next week yeah. at the HIPAA boot camp. So hopefully, uh, I think they- we should do with like a HIPAA boot camp cruise. <gasps> oh, I like that idea. I do too. Since yeah. we can't seem to get to the uh, west west coast, <laughs> 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 you know, do the hula dance. <laughs> yeah, happening. there we go. But if we did, we we could do the cruise thing, and then you you know we always talk about having you trapped. Couldn't be much more <laughs> trapped than that. <laughs> I know. I think we could do it. And you know, but then there would be that. Is it a booze cruise or a boot camp cruise? What is? It? Well, we'll look into that later. I don't see how you can't mix the two. To me, I I hear you. <laughs> All right, so let's get scary with it. All right, so the first one. See if you know where this one's from. Ready? They're here. <laughs> yeah. So, see that one's. I don't know that that all of these were scary to me when I saw them. 
dude, this, this was like, you know, the time where TVs, you know, went to white noise after 2 a.m. <laughs> Back so in the this day. this really meant something. Every I know. Day. So it was like every night you walk in the room and that thing is at white noise because it's late. And you're like, holy crap, turn the TV off quickly. <laughs> yeah. Poltergeist. Poor little Carol Ann's quote, just after the hand comes out of the TV and there's an earthquake and, you know, those Native American burial grounds just don't build a house on them. <laughs> I mean, yeah. no, that was a, that was a scary movie at the time anyway. <laughs> but yeah. how are we going to tie that into a HIPAA story? Well, you know, it's talking about, you know, that, that it's, there's some secrets that the builders hiding from them and it's built on unstable territory and and then they just appear from a place that you're not expecting them at all like the middle of the TV. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of what the dark overlord has been up to now for years. <laughs> and uh, they're making more threats and they've mentioned some other healthcare organizations on their Twitter account and they just made a threat this past week. Saying is a big announcement coming soon. We don't know, or something to that effect. But, you know, the FBI, Interpol, all these folks are pursuing them, trying to shut them down. But they've gone above and beyond, you know, just hacking, which is where they started, and then terrifying children and their parents and all these kind of things. It just kind of took it too far. And, um, but, that's what they do to organizations is they just come popping out of nowhere mm-hmm. after they've been lurking for a while and you don't know about it. Right. So they come popping out of the TV at <laughs> two o'clock in the morning, a hand comes running out. They're here. So yeah. they may not be the only hackers that do that, but they are the ones that are most famous for doing that. Mm-hmm. And along the same lines, I, I think I sent you an article this week. Talking about another, I think it was a hacking group that's uh, going around and cleaning up the other hackers yeah. <laughs> out of systems. Uh, yeah, that one. That one's kind of scary. <laughs> you know that that we're we're going to make your system more secure so that <laughs> we can be the only hackers in here. <laughs> yeah, there was another article too, kind of along the same lines. There's some guy that is supposedly logging into all these microtech. Uh, routers that are insecure. He's and fixing them. He, yeah, he's logging in and fixing them, which, you know, you're like, great, but then again, not. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because then he's getting in trouble for doing it. You know, you can't can't win for losing kind of thing. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, mm. It's out there, and, and, you know, that's, and really, you know, it's kind of like when people, how do I know when I have ransomware? When they say they're there. Yeah, so, you'll know. <laughs> yeah. It says, we're here. So the, yeah, they're the more, here. The, the more dangerous part is when you have the things you don't know about. Right. And that's essentially what's happening until they announce themselves in some way yep. to a lot of people. And hopefully you would find them. But clearly, I mean, come on, they've hit Gorilla Glue, Netflix. Supposedly they're saying they're doing something to Universal. A long list of... Um, Medical practices, education systems, they've been all over the place. So it's not like, you know, they're just targeting 
the specific area. They're out there roaming around looking for anything they can find, whether it's a single doctor, doctor's office, or, you know, the first ones we really heard about was like Athens Orthopedic, Petrie Orthopedic. Those are the ones down here. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was two years ago. It was over two years ago. So it's it's interesting to see how hard they're working to try to find them, and they keep thinking they've arrested people more than once. I mean, for at least the last year, I know of times where I read, well, they've arrested somebody that's a member of the Dark Overlord, and then, oh, well, our bad, uh, not so much. Or you never hear anything more about it because, you know, secret stuff, secrets. Mm-hmm. So, But anyway... That's what goes along with Poltergeist, because when they announce themselves, it's absolutely terrifying from that point forward. And that's kind of how that movie started, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that moves us on to number two. Speaking of other people who like to announce their presence. (laughs) 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 So this is kind of another oldie but goodie, but... uh, so you can imagine the guy, you know, he just axed a big hole in the door and then he can, then he looks at, through the hole and says, here's Johnny. Here's Johnny. <laughs> here's Johnny. I know. That was so you funny. Know? And they say that he was, uh, he just kind of ad-libbed that during the filming. Huh. Yeah. So it was absolutely, you know, kind of all Jack Nicholson's thing. You know, because that was the Johnny Carson show back then. Yeah. You know, here's Johnny. You heard that every night. And I did make note of the all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, you know, The Shining is, it's a classic and it's absolutely terrifying in so many ways. And especially to kids, man, it's terrifying to a kid. (laughs) But to me, and in this comparison, it's showing that, uh, you know, in that case, there were ghosts that was driving somebody to a homicidal madness and more than once. Um, but it just shows you can't trust even the ones closest to you when they're being influenced by forces outside uh, your understanding. Mm-hmm. So when we tell everybody all the time, you know, you can't just assume that, you know, oh, well, this employee's worked for me for 20 years. You know, I don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, right. Not unless you're keeping up with what's going on in their lives and they're telling you about it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, yeah. statistically, we saw recently that, of course, this is a survey they did. They said 25% of people that work for you are willing to sell data from your organization. Yeah, it was somewhere in that neighborhood. And it just depends on how you look. But it's a big number. Yeah. It's a big, it's a big number. And if that's going on and you don't know what kind of pressure they're under, that would make them snap where before they would not necessarily have taken an ax to the door trying to kill you. <laughs> and then suddenly they would. So in this scenario, it's along those lines and where you don't really understand. And you're often looking at them like, why in the world would you have done that? And, um, the one that came to mind, the story that came to mind when I was thinking about this was the Vegas doctor who Hmm. looked up, we covered this one recently, uh, that looked up the medications that the shooter and the mass murderer was on and then sold the story, clearly sold the story. Because, like, they look it up, and he's telling, 
his staff to do it specifically. So they may have even been saying, hey, don't make me do this. But he's saying, look, do what you're told. And um, so, yeah. Here's Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. People do crazy stuff. Yeah. I mean, you. it's funny that, you know, you always, we talk a lot about the staff potentially doing things, but in this case, it was the doctor himself. (laughs) Right. That ordered it. It is the staff, and and there's cases where over and over and over we hear about these one-off data breaches that, you know, it's not the hacking group, it's not the hacking collective, it's the individuals, and you just do not know that, you know, this princess in the pea thing is going on or whatever, <laughs> but everybody has stuff happening. And pressure can, you know, boil over and make people who you would normally never consider they are doing things start to do things totally out of control. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, the Farrah Fawcett UCLA story, prime example. I mean, the woman that, that was doing it had cancer herself. And, uh, you know, she died before they could even put her on trial for doing it. But it's absolutely imperative that we do not assume that somebody's not going to have things that would make them do things you never imagined. So that doesn't mean that you have to assume that everybody's going to grab the axe and come running down the hall either, though. You know, (laughs) please don't please don't go to that extreme. Just get out of the other extreme. Stay in the middle. I'm a fan of the middle. (laughs) Both the show and the. (laughs) And anyway, so there's our shining moment. <laughs> so that no, brings us. It the, didn't work for you. Okay. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. I was, wow, you pulled that one out it, late in the afternoon, too. <laughs> oh, no, really? <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us to number three, which doesn't sound scary until you consider the source. And until you look into it. Right. So, so. Um, you know, I wish I could do my my best impression of of the guy but yeah, i can sorry. only do the <laughs> i can only do the mask <laughs> so yeah oh. but when anthony hopkins says i do wish we could chat longer but i'm having an old friend over for dinner no he says i'm having an old friend for, for dinner. dinner yeah for dinner that's the key he left out over for dinner <laughs> So when Hannibal Lecter says that and turns around and starts following somebody, okay, I'm sorry. That movie <laughs> is when I stopped seeing these kind of movies in the theaters because I, I just get up and I went home to, you know, back in the day, I locked everything, closed everything and kept peeping out. You know, I didn't need anything that could make me more paranoid at that moment than that movie. <laughs> it was absolutely terrifying to watch that movie. And Anthony Hopkins was amazing in that part because you're just terrified. And of course, you know, Claire. But then you think that, okay, this is just a horror movie and it could never really happen. <laughs> and, and then we find out <laughs> that it does happen. Yeah, indeed. So, and that's a whole new terrifying thing. But it's the key here is that if you just heard that line, you wouldn't think anything about it, 
unless you did a little bit more digging. Right. You got to pay a little bit more attention and evaluate things. So an investigation is required, and we just went over this. Mm-hmm. And you came up with a great line, and and it is working. The don't nuke and pave the hard drive you must save. <laughs> you like that, huh? I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but it is something that is exactly an example of why you have to do the investigation. Because everything is not as it first appears, you know? Just you first hear that line from somebody, you know, if somebody was walking by, see him talking on the phone and wherever he was, Mexico or whatever, and they see him talking on the phone and hang up the phone and walk after somebody, I wouldn't have thought anything about it without the story behind it. <laughs> then all of a sudden, I'm freaking right on out and want to go home, shut all the doors. Mm-hmm. So it is very important that you you hear what is being said. And then add the underlying story to make sure everything's okay. Yeah. You know, there's there's cases I'm aware of where a patient will make a complaint and the patient doesn't know all these terms. They don't know all these things to say. They just know they're concerned about this. And if you don't spend the time truly understanding and being patient with the patient, <laughs> to do your investigation and get to the bottom of it, there could be things happening and not like malicious, horrible things. It's something you just don't even know and no one's aware of because they don't understand. They don't take the time to investigate what somebody's actually saying, what they mean when they say something. Mm-hmm. You know, in this case, we knew exactly what he meant. <laughs> Yeah, so so if you have a ransomware attack and you hear the IT guy say something about nuke and pave. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you might want to think about that. Pull out all the stops. Stop them. Stop them. Stop them. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, as I mentioned before the show, <laughs> you would be nuke and puke. <laughs> uh the FCC is going to get us for that one. But... Um, it is, you know, it, you, I mean, you're absolutely right that you will end up in a horror film uh, and because people don't take the time to pay attention and investigate, something really bad could be about to happen. And uh, you can stop it sometimes if you're just listening and saying, whoa, 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 whoa back up. What did you say right there? I think that's the sign of somebody that's been in any kind of investigations, whether it's tech support or, you know, the kinds of stuff we have to do where we're asking tons of questions and we're tracking things, is to stop and ask that extra question. And it matters more than you would ever know. And I had to do an investigation one time to say, okay, this horrible, you know, there's something wrong in the workflow. We thought we had it solved. And this mistake happened again, and we got to figure out where that mistake's happening in the workflow. So I'm going, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, four or five different people are involved in the process. So I'm going from person to person. The administrator said, I need you to figure out what's going on, Donna. Don't mind it, Donna. Figure it out. <laughs> and, and so I go from person to person, and I'm asking the questions. And, you know, everybody's assuming it's a computer problem. So I'm making sure I'm going through every single step they take, and I get to the fourth person, the fourth one, not the fifth, 
but the fourth one, the one before the last one. And I say, okay, so you worked with me when we originally came up with this workflow. How is it that you do things? Well, I do this, 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 and this, and that's what I taught the person that's now doing it. And I go to the fifth one, and I say, that's what you're doing. And the problem still occurred. And I back up to the fourth one, and I say, tell me again every little step. Well, it turned out that the one step she had not shared <laughs> when she said, you know, then I make note on the calendar so we know when to follow up. I'm thinking the computer calendar. Mm-hmm. No. I said, go back and show me the calendar. <laughs> Pulls it out from under her <laughs> <laughs> monitor tray. It's this one right here, the one I wrote on. Did you give that to the other person? No, no. <laughs> I, maybe I should have. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe maybe you should have given it to them or a system along those lines. Um, so, but yes, the investigation matters. It's not as it seems. So there you go. Mm. <laughs> so for those of you who want to go back to paper, <laughs> there's still issues. Yeah, this is what, that's what happens. You know, it was like, and I took the administrator, I said, I found what went wrong. I took her through it and she just banged her head on the table. <laughs> what else are you gonna- uh, that's funny. All right, so that brings us to number four. This is an old movie, but it also had a remake. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Was this in, was the quote in the remake? So the uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, yeah. Gina Davis is the one you see doing it. So. Yeah. So this is uh, be afraid, be very afraid. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I don't I don't know that I've ever seen this one. So tell me about. The fly. So yeah, you know, well, the the uh, the fly. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I just had this vision of those big sunglasses they used to make, you know, and you're wearing them, and everybody's like, "I'm the fly." <laughs> so the the basically, it's this, you know, the mad scientist kind of concept, and the scientist thinks he's got all of this stuff sorted out, and he can go in this little pod, and you know, you know, it's safe. It's safe. It's no concern. Mm-hmm. And then kind of mates himself with a fly. <laughs> and and you end up with the son of the fly. And, all, you know, he just goes on and on and on. But it merges his DNA with the fly. And it's just be, be afraid. Be very afraid. And so that's Gina Davis's uh, little quote because he's saying, oh, it's nothing to worry about. It's no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. You should pay attention. Because sometimes when people are telling you it's nothing to worry about, you should be afraid. Be very afraid. Like the, the hippa schmippa crowd? <laughs> yeah, those people. All you got to do is, just trust me. I've got this. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. <laughs> hippa made easy peasy. <laughs> of course, um, we learn that everything's made easy nowadays. <laughs> I know, really? It's like, what more can may be made easy? And, you know, it's, if if... Yes, things are easy, but then they are not as they seem, are they? No. <laughs> <laughs> All is not as they seem. But the be afraid, be very afraid is answering to the you've got nothing to worry about. The minute that you think you've got nothing to worry about is when the horror movie starts. Mm-hmm. You know, it's exactly the time that it gets scary. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that usually comes from, well, I don't know. I hadn't heard about this lately. Maybe you have, but you know, there mm-hmm. was a an influx of this happening from, 
uh, EMR vendors a few years ago with, you know, the whole, hey, we've got your HIPAA stuff done. There's nothing to worry about. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if that's still happening, but I know it used to be pretty bad. Well, yeah, I think they backed off on it after their initial pass of their meaningful use risk analysis was built into their systems, and then suddenly it was gone. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, the, you know, there is that whole thing of, well, we have a cloud EHR, so we don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Well, all righty then. Ask the all scripts people if they should worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, they're not even a year out of the the horrible uh, moment when all scripts failure caused them major pain and problems. So, or I love the people who always say we don't have anything on our systems. <laughs> <sighs> you might think yeah. you don't have anything on your systems. I know. And well, the system itself is valuable. <laughs> Because I can now use it to attack other people. I can harvest contacts off of there. I can do a million things with that system. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I do that now. I have that chart. Krebs, Brian Krebs did a chart that shows the computer in the middle and all the things that could be done with a single computer by somebody taking it over. Uh-huh. You put that up there, it gets some attention. You know, because none of these are good things. None of these are happy moments. These, <laughs> these are all terrifying moments up here. So you should always, you know, have a little bit of paranoia going on. Yeah, oh, we oh, we oh. had one just today. Fortunately, we caught it rather quickly. But we had a one of our medical clients called, and they said we have a person here that's setting up a new copier, and we need for you <gasps> to give him access to whatever he needs so he can set up his software. So I instructed one of my techs. I said, um, they, they just want remote access. So you log into the computer, you give them remote access, and then you monitor everything they're doing. That would be the proper way to do it. So uh, anyway, so that went off without a hitch. And then mm-hmm. at some point, there was mention that, oh, by the way, we put a Windows 10 machine on the network so that it can report back ink levels and you know, whatever supply information. And I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) Back up, Bessie. So so now we have a computer on our medical client's network that is not being secured or monitored and not VLAN. Big problem. So, uh, but we were able to address it fairly quickly because it happened today. But if we had not been called to assist in this, how long would that system have set there before Mm -hmm. we found it? Probably the next quarterly review. Yeah, yeah. So again, it's paying attention to what people said. Yep, because I'm sure the guy was like, oh, don't worry about it. We got this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I'm sure that the copier people told you there's nothing to worry about. Yeah, we're just going to plug this this in over here, and this is what it does. And you're going, great. (laughs) Yeah, it comes free. You don't have to pay for it. (laughs) Oh, you'll pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it could be the most, you know, all of those uh, cases are things that, you know, if it's free, you're going to pay dearly at some point for that freedom (laughs) this is true so that that be afraid be very afraid you should always be (laughs) don't don't all of a sudden assume oh we're good because that's when it'll go really really bad that's when the fly happened (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right so that brings us to our last one 
man. This mm-hmm. is like, I think this movie is playing on TV every week somewhere. <laughs> I know, constantly. It's, I know. But, you know, it's the, it's it's a classic that, I mean, there's just it no is. more classic. It is, and I still have. will not go swimming in the ocean <laughs> because of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so the quote is, uh, you're going to need a bigger boat. it's one of the best quotes ever because a it just really was the most un highly understated moment of a horror (laughs) flick that you can have you know yeah Uh, because the shark was the size of the boat we we just saw the the first encounter of this giant monster shark and he calmly does you're gonna need a bigger boat It's not like, hey, we're going to have four more people at the party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, things grow and become huge sometimes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you're not well equipped to deal with them. <laughs> yes. And so there's these assumptions that, you know, they're, we're too big to, you know, be bothered by it. And I think a lot of that we saw in the MD Anderson uh, administrative law judges' uh, statements that mm-hmm. we reviewed, and then most recently we experienced it <laughs> with the anthem breach announcement that just came out this week that we will be reviewing either the next episode or the one after that. I I don't know one of these really <laughs> soon. We're going to take that apart and do the guidance like we do on these settlements where you can really learn what went wrong and what it is they're telling them to do. Mm-hmm. I'm sure in there, though, there'll be something, something about a complete and thorough risk analysis because they didn't evaluate everything. Right. They didn't go get a bigger boat. <laughs> now they need a much bigger boat. Then they need a bigger boat because they had 79 million patients, the largest HIPAA data breach in history. Mm. And your buddy Roger, I had a great quote. I thought you would love it. The largest breach in history deserves the largest settlement in history. Well, at least they deserve it. <laughs> deserve it. <laughs> they earned this one. <laughs> yeah. $16 million settlement. Mm. And, you know, they say they, they do them to, to make sure they got your attention. They don't want it to be something that you can easily just write a check for, you know, because you could find a company the size of Anthem a million dollars, and that wouldn't even show up as a main line on the balance sheet. <laughs> It'd just be lumped in somewhere. This might actually get their attention, but I can't wait to hear about the robust corrective action plan. I've never seen them say so much about, you know, the historic breach and the historic settlement and a robust corrective action plan. And that's what we'll cover. But the point is you're going to need a bigger boat is if you think that this cybersecurity stuff is a small little fish, then you're in trouble. Yeah. You, you need a bigger boat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just uh, spoke to a bunch of folks, you know, a little over 100 folks at a seminar in Missouri, and it was about understanding just how bad the cybersecurity attacks are. And when you look at statistics that uh, the um, 
AV-test group, you know, that they're the ones that uh, catalog and test all the different malware. Mm-hmm. And they publish a ongoing list of what they have determined is the number of malware software programs or variants that are out there. And the last time I went and grabbed one, it was, I don't know, 80 million different ones, a massive number. But the thing that really gets the attention is there's 350,000 new ones every day. Mm. So you need a big freaking boat to capture all that fish. (laughs) I mean, and a net and 42 other people and some. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or you might need some outsourced IT. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that might be a good idea because you got to know what you're doing. You know, Uh, if you're only licensed to drive a small boat or potentially even one with a (laughs) <laughs> where you're managing it yourself and you are the engine, <laughs> you know, yeah. an oar is not going to save you. You can't get across the lake fast enough. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, these, you know, we've got a lot of different things we can do with this. You're going to need a bigger boat thing. <laughs> <laughs> we have a whole episode on the bigger boat. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you look at just the sheer volume and size of things like the botnets that are out there. Statistics say in first quarter of this year, there were a billion devices as part of botnets. A billion. And in the first quarter, they were used for like 200 and something million fraud attacks. Wow. Which was, I think, a uh, 67% increase over 2017. So there's just a vast amount of devices out there now. And every time you plug in your refrigerator, your toaster, or something else new that's really cool, that's just another device that could be part of a bot. And the fact that they even noticed, Android boy, that 100 <laughs> million of them were mobile devices and that, you know, there's a huge amount of malware that's being distributed that way now. It's not coming from Android. It's not in Apple devices. Well, the top <laughs> ways of the top ways of distribution were office attachments, browser tricks, and Android. Literally Android. Just saying Android. That's all I'm saying. I just can't but, believe that. Yeah, there's 90 something million that they found apps in the Google Play Store that had some version of malware as part of them. You know, and it's like, hey, come play solitaire with your friends. And, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, of course I want to. I mean, that's what made me end up putting the parental controls on my father in law's mobile devices. Yeah. Is. You know, he would fall for that stuff. Well, I do want those weather alerts. You could get them another way. <laughs> I'll yeah, set them up yeah, for you. Use that. those. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't know. If you don't go out there and just start downloading a bunch of stuff, I guess you just don't have as, you know, as many problems. I've just, I've never yeah. had an issue with Android, but I'm also not yeah. going out there playing games on it and all this other stuff either. Yeah, and it's it's not me and you that's the problem. Oh, I know that. are paranoid about everything. The problem. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Well, okay, that's enough for today's episode. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we're done now. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm always right. Just ask my wife. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, folks, she did go and get him a shirt that says hashtag David was right. No, no, no! <laughs> yep. This is where she gave up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there you go. Uh, she's awesome. She is, but that ain't why. <laughs> All right, folks. I better put a lid on this one. <laughs> so that's been our Halloween episode. Glad you listened. I hope it wasn't horrible. Horrible. <laughs> Please make sure you share this out to your friends and family and loved ones and all those other people that you want to terrorize. <laughs> Rate us on our podcasting app and uh, help us spread the word. We appreciate it. So remember for Donna and myself, the HIPAA is not about being scary. It's about the patient care. You've been listening to the Help Me With HIPAA podcast, hosted by Donna Grendel and David Sims. The show created to help you with HIPAA. For more information or to ask us a question, visit our website at helpmewithhipaa.com. Neither Donna Grendel or David Sims are attorneys, and they do not offer binding legal advice concerning regulatory compliance. The information in this podcast should not be relied upon or construed as legal advice in any way. Consult your attorney for legal advice concerning compliance with HIPAA regulations.